You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i'm back zach batista you're back always happy to be here mikey oh yeah and we got some killer matches for you this week uh i'm very excited to start off uh but uh before we start zach what's been up how you doing bud i've been doing good lately aew's been really good uh not show wise it's been just fantastic tv been dealing with you know just everything going on in the world lately, working the usual. But uh, wrestling is just a nice thing to have these days. It's like a nice pick-me-up when things get you down. Wrestling is indeed a nice thing to have. Oh, and by the way, for those who are uh, listening, I am Mikey Van Freddy. Joining me, as always, is Zach Batista. That intro didn't do it justice as well as it should have, but here we are. <laughs> Back for episode number three of Independent Waters, getting through this uh, these crazy times with wrestling and Getting through that, in, getting through that independent sea of uh, of matches, and I'm very excited to discover some more. Oh, I can't. Uh, wait. I've got a gem today that I'm really proud to show off. If anyone hasn't heard of it, well, we are both pretty excited to jump right into it. So why just why don't we? Yeah. Who who needs the small talk? Let's get right into it. <laughs> uh, I went first last week. Yes, you did. So Zach, why don't you kick us off with your first match that you watched All this right. week for this? Hmm. Do I want to start with the gem or do I want to start with the uh, with the um, other match? Start we'll with st- the other match. We'll start with the other up. match. Build it up. All right. The first match that I'm going to talk about today was so after last week with us doing a women's match, I decided I wanted to see some more tag team action on the independent scene. As you know, the Young Bucks are so famous in AEW today, and there's so many tag teams in AEW that were just great indie tag wrestlers. I was like, all right, I'm like, let's see what I can find. So what I ended up going with was the Sumerian Death Squad versus the Bucky Boys at ICW for their tag titles. Two very good names. Yes, they are very good names. The uh, Sumerian Death Squad consists of, if I recall correctly, it is Michael Dante and Tommy End, and the Bucky Boys composed of Stevie Boy and Davey Boy. The Bucky Boys sounds like someone forgot what the Young Bucks were called, (laughs) and were like, yeah, yeah, those Bucky Boys over on AEW, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, the best way I can describe the Bucky Boys is, you know that the meme where anyone ever says, like, the Slav, where, like, it's a bunch of guys in Adidas tracksuits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of, it's basically that where they have Adidas sweatpants, <laughs> and they just have no shirt on. <laughs> Incredible. And the uh, Sumerian Death Squad, composed of just two guys, and I believe there's black trunks, they're kind of tatted up a bit. Okay. So, the announcers, thank you again, announcers, you... Do my you do make the match so much more fun with me when you give me context. The, I learned from the announcers that the Sumerian Death Squad were actually the outside team, as the Bucky Boys were the champions in this match, and they were coming mm. in to try to take their titles. Interesting. So, as I'm getting ready and like the crowd's all warmed up, it's a, this is a a uh, British, I believe it is a UK wrestling scene. So the crowd, of course, is lively as ever. Oh yeah. The match is about to start, and this little guy comes wa- walking up. He's about to do an introduction, and then bam. One of the Sumerian Death Squad just kick him in the face, knock him down. Good start. start. Yeah, just to start. And they start beating the crap out of the uh, out of the tag champs. There's a brawl to the outside with each one fighting. If I recall correctly, it was Michael Dante and I want to say it was Davy Boy because he's the bigger one of the two. We're fighting on the other well, on one side of the ring, which is the camera was on. On the other side of the ring, it was Dante and no, it was Tommy End and Stevie Boy were fighting on the other side of the ring. Okay. 
point of note here that was kind of funny was that you could hear what was happening on the other side because there's a point where the two of them started chopping each other and it was just like you could hear the chops and it was really hot start i was like wow that is so eventually they roll them the face back into the ring and the heel team does the usual shit that heels do which is grinding down the faces doing as much as they can to get like as much pain as their opponents they can like at one point I think it was Tommy N, like, mouthed off to Davey Boy, who's the bigger one of the two, I think I already said. And the ref, like, mm-hmm. stopped him because he went to go in, and they started just beating up the uh, Stevie Boy, who I haven't mentioned. was He's, like, the more lightweight of the team. He's the high flyer of the team. Okay. So this went on for a while, and I'm not the biggest fan of, like, grinding down, but, hey, it gets you all hot because when the hot tag came, the room came alive, man. I'm telling you, like, it exploded. Like, everyone was so happy that he got in. I actually got really excited from it, too. I was like, let's go. Let's go. It was great. Davy Boy just came in like a fucking pot, like a um a train of bricks, basically, just knocking the other two down. High spot. Stevie Boy did a fantastic looking Hurricane Ron, if I believe, and then a suicide dive. Eventually, the fa- the uh, I believe the heels took back over again. Um, Tommy N in particular stood out for me because this man's strikes were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like he had some nasty kicks. There was a point where Davy Boy threw him into the corner he then ran into him and gave him like a, a like a running like elbow and then as he went running back to the corner Tommy and ran at him and they kind of did that back and forth a bit with Tommy and finishing with like a killer knee mm-hmm. and then eventually if I recall correctly um yes now I remember Stevie boy came in I think right after that and he gave Tommy and you know the thing where like they pick the person up and they like spin them all the way around with a tornado DDT yeah Think of that, but the smoothest transition to the DDT ever. Like, he literally, like, spun all the way around. I forgot which one they did it on. And it was just the smoothest-looking thing in the world. It was like a tornado, tornado DDT. Like, a super tornado DDT. Yes. Like, it was like, if you had, like, opened a book for wrestling, it's like, this is a tornado DDT. And that would be, like, in the book of how smooth they did this. It It was was... a hurricane DDT because it was so extreme. Exactly. I was a little disappointed with the crowd, though, because they weren't as into it as I was hoping. But granted, I think Riptide has spoiled me entirely on in- on British crowds because Riptide's crowds are just uh, above and beyond. I believe Riptide is Australian, if I I'm not mistaken. you are right, actually. Yes, now I think so. I'm not sure, actually. I haven't looked as much into, into Riptide. Oh, my God. So then there was, um, let me see. Oh, so the finish for this one was actually kind of odd. So th- let me break this down for you. Um, I believe it's Michael Dante's in the ring. He's like this bigger looking dude. Um, okay. And he's currently fighting down Davy Boy, who's the bigger guy. He's like, I think that if I recall correctly, Stevie just took out Tommy End with like a, like a probably a suicide dive or something like that. And he's in the ring. And as Tom, I believe it is Michael Dante hits his finisher. The little dude who got kicked in the face before just pulls his leg out and stops the pin. As I then learned, this was the oh. man. This is one of the two managers of the Bucky Boys. Okay, right in front of the ref, and I was so confused as to why the ref didn't like you know do anything about that. But then as it, <laughs> and then as just to add on to that, as Michael Dante went out to argue with this guy, Stevie Boy came running up and hit him in the face with a weapon, and Davy Boy rolled him up and won. Right in front of the ref, too. Oh. And I was just like, oh, we're just not going to do DQs here, apparently. That's just... Wow. We're just not happening today. Yeah, apparently. Oh, man. And then that the end was a bit like, uh, okay, well, I was kind of hoping that would keep going a bit more. But it's fine. It was a short little match. Here's the interesting bit. So I decided to look into um, the Sumerian Death Squad and the Bucky Boys because something seemed a bit familiar. Because during the match... One of the Tommy End, the guy I was talking to before about the strikes, did what I thought looked like a black mass. I look it up and guess what? It's this is Alistair Black before he joined WWE. Yeah, Tommy End, baby. I was so surprised. I was like, wait, what? And I went back. I actually rewatched the match, and I was I saw so much. It was just it was cool to see like a prototype version of Alistair Black hitting like his, some of his signature moves that he does in WWE today. Yeah, I bet I bet that was sick. I love. I love when you go back and watch a match and don't realize at first uh, who it actually who like it is, mm-hmm. and then you like you look up and you're like, oh, it's that guy. That that happened to me uh, when I was watching All Out. 
Oh. And Matt and Matt Seidel came in to the the battle royal, and I was ah. like, "Oh, I like this Matt Seidel guy. He's really cool. Like, sure, <laughs> like he like sure he he botched, but like otherwise he's really cool." And then I was looking on Twitter, and they're like, "Damn, how did Evan Bourne botch a shooting star press?" I was like, "Oh, that's who he is." Um, I, you just <laughs> I recognize him with that the long hair Bourne. and the beard. I'm not gonna lie, you just revealed to me that, that was Evan Bourne too. I didn't know that was Evan Bourne until just yeah, now. Matt Seidel is Ev- was, oh. was Evan Bourne in WWE. He, no but he has long hair and a beard now, so I didn't recognize him. Oh, no wonder they said he has such a good shooting star press on being the elite. Yeah. Like, dang. Wow. But uh, to get it to wrap this up a bit, I I gave this a meh because it wasn't anything like too crate like too special. It was like a good match overall, just like good transition, good wrestling. Fine. The ending was a bit weird. Okay. I would say if you really want to like see pre Alistair Black, look at this match or like look at anything he did with the Sumerian Death Squad by himself as Tommy End. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably find a good amount of like entertainment out of it. I did. I wasn't bored in the match. It just didn't like not. It just didn't blow me away as I was kind of hoping it would. That's fair. But off of my uh, little bit of a downer ending there, let's see what, what do you've got left. What have you got up there? I'm looking to. See. Earlier, you did mention uh, we've been getting into women's wrestling lately, and yes, I have yeah. another women's match uh, for us to get into. And I brought uh, from Progress Wrestling an event called Revolution Eight for the Progress Women's Title. We have the champion Tony Storm. Let's go! I love Tony Storm taking on Wesna, Wesna. who is a German Croatian wrestler who is uh, who used to, who wrestles in Germany a lot, but she uh, she goes around Japan, America, oh, okay. UK. But uh, she got her start in Germany. Okay. Uh, she's big. She's like a. Oh, she's cute. like she's a brawler kind of. Mm. She it, it this this looks like it's gonna be a fight. Uh, nice, and it is. Is this match is like uh, it starts off actually with some really good technical wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, with Storm and Wesna putting each other into different holds. Storm getting a lot of reversals. Uh, Storm is actually in control a lot of this beginning of the match. Uh, mm-hmm. When it's in the ring, it's uh, when it's like wrestling, wrestling. Like Storm is firmly in control. She's got it. She's re- reversing anything Wesna's throwing at her. Mm-hmm. She's getting her holds in, and then uh, it goes to the outside. And that is when Wesna firmly takes control when she tosses Storm's uh, Storm into arm first into the ring post, Ooh. Uh, right into the turnbuckle. And uh, yeah, she starts taking control out there and just starts beating Storm down. She keeps resetting the count on the outside, so she keeps just absolutely. It just it just becomes a, a fight out there. Mm. Uh, and Wesna, I never heard of her before this, but I am already scared of Wesna because Wesna's. <laughs> Wesna's strikes look like they could break me in half. Like, oh, they're just like hammers, she, basically. Yeah, she is brutal. She beats the life out of people, man. The, like, she's stomping away, punching. Like, she looks like she could easily break me in half, and it's terrifying. But it's great because it makes for a great match. <laughs> awesome, just a great heel that you want to see get beat. Exactly, exactly. It, it made for that great, uh, that great like heel underdog dynamic. Because at first, at first, it feels like Tony Storm's like, oh, the cocky. She, she feels like, oh, I got this. I'm the champion. I don't. It's fine. I'm the best. And mm-hmm. then she kind of underestimated Wesna a bit. And then Wesna got into her fight mode, and Tony kind of was like, oh man, okay, Whew. <sighs> time to. <laughs> Time to go. Kind of kicking it overdrive, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so these two, once that happens from the outside, that's when the real match starts. And these two just start kicking the crap out of each other, throwing reversals at each other left and right, hitting each other with everything they got. Um, there's a point where Tony Storm hits Wesna with a Storm Zero on the apron. Ooh. But then Wesna kicks out. <gasps> I know. It's wild. Um. And Tony kicks – I think Tony ended up kicking out a Wesnes finisher at one point. Uh, it's just wild. This match was really good. Uh, but in the end, Tony Storm did end up beating Wesna and keep retaining her Progress Women's Championship uh, and winning the match. This match nice. was great. I think this was a great show for Tony Storm and and Wesna because it made Wesna look like this uh, this monster, this beast. Mm-hmm. Who was just absolutely wrecking Tony Storm in the, like toward the middle of the match, and then it made Tony Storm look like this awesome underdog who came back and won the match, even though she was a champion, which is hard to do when mm-hmm. you're the champion is to still somehow be the underdog. Yeah. Um. But I really like this match. Um. It was it was it was like a 20 minute match, and I still wish it was longer. Like wow, this match was good. Uh, I I wish these two would have fought 
fought a little while longer because this match could have been i mean this match was sick but it could have been even sicker you yeah know? so you, that's so you know that the match is good when you like when it finishes you're like no keep going no no keep more. fighting i want to keep watching this uh i really like this match i am gonna give it uh i think i'm gonna give it a mark out let's go i like it a lot i'm gonna give it a mar- i'm gonna give my first match a mark out because i really enjoyed it i popped a few times i really like tony storm in this match i really like wesley in this match and it was a great show for uh for the title so oh they don't get much bigger feeding off that pot that nice energy of a nice mark out i'm going to now give one to my second match which Ooh. was going off i'm of excited the, for this one i'm excited i'm very excited to talk about this so going off of the uh women's wrestling that we did last week i wanted to find something that i don't ever see basically in any mainstream promotion which is intergender wrestling actually I think Inter- it can be intergender matches are one of like the low key gems of just independent wrestling in general. Like if mm-hmm. you find a good, I, like on Indy Five Hundred, I reviewed it, uh, intergender matches all the time because it was just like, oh my god, yeah, like, so much fun. They're so much fun. Like I, I don't usually ever see it. Like the closest I got to it was in uh, talking about mainstream. I saw WWE. It was Ronda Rousey and Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie, which is the closest. I had gotten to it, and I think I've seen, like, a couple stuff on NXT, not matches, but, like, spots, and I was like, all right, I'm like, intergender wrestling I know is a thing on the uh, indie scene because I've seen Candlestick Ray take some nasty hits from me on some of those matches, so... Candice LeRae is actually one of, like, the big pioneers of in, of intergender, intergender wrestling in the... in res, just in, in wrestling in general, uh, mm-hmm. and she had some of the greatest matches. Yeah, so I'd definitely be looking to her, but on this day, in particular, I decided to pick... Orange Cassidy versus Kylie Ray at Beyond Wrestling for the Intercontinental Television Title. So, yes, the independent, yeah, the independent wrestling title. I know about Orange Cassidy. If you watch AEW, then you definitely know about Orange Cassidy. Kylie Ray, however, was someone that, while I was sad that she was gone from AEW, I'm happy that she's happy where she is now. But she was one of the people that when she when AEW first showed up, I really had my eye. I was like, wow, she's really good. I can't wait to see what else she does. And I don't watch Impact as much, so I don't see that- it as much. The the image burned in my brain of Kylie Rain in AEW was when Britt Baker super kicked her and she like her head went back and her bow fell off. Oh, and yeah. just just Britt Baker super kicking Kylie Ray's bow off was one of my favorite images of AEW still to this day. That's oh, great. So starting into this match, it starts with Orange Cassidy like the most Orange Cassidy whoever is just looking at Kylie Rain going like you wanna. And her, like, realizing he's asking her, you want a shot for my title. So Kylie Ray does her usual spiel of being the happiest thing in the world. Completely accepts it. It gets announced. So the match starts with the two of them kind of doing their, the usual thing. Kylie Ray's, like, playing to the crowd, being, like, chanting with everyone. Like, Orange Cassie's got his hands in his pocket with his sunglasses on, just staring at her. Of course. But yet, in this moment, you can just feel this kind of, this tension between the two of them. Like, they both know this is an actual match. But they aren't really acting on it. Like, there's a point where, like, Kylie hugs him, and then he uh, hugs her back. And then she, as he turns around, she tries to roll him up. Yes, I remember that. And then right after that, she tries to shake, she shakes his hand. No, I know. I think if I recall correctly, he does something with her where she, like, I think, oh, no, he puts her, he puts his glasses on her face. (laughs) And she turns around, she's all happy, and he tries rolling her up. And it's from this point on that the tension kind of just keeps growing between the two of them. Because, like, they then decide they're going to shake hands. And the two of them then do the thing where both wrestlers try to pull each other to throw the other one to the corner at the same mm-hmm. time. And at this point, you can see that both of them on their faces are like, oh, no, this is a match. We're we're really going at it. Like, <laughs> like for instance, like, Orange Cassidy then is like, he goes Super Samo, basically, which is putting his hands in his pockets. Mm-hmm. And then Kylie Ray tries to shake his hand again and pull him again, and he stops her again. Mm-hmm. So at this point, then the offense breaks out with Kylie Ray like knocking uh, Orange to his feet. She tries to cover him; it doesn't work. Orange Cassidy then does his patented slot style of just laying on the ground and rolling, but not actually getting up when she starts running over him. <laughs> just keeps, she just remember that she just like bounces on the rope, and then eventually and she just sits down, frogging over him as he's just laying there. Exactly, and he's eventually she stops, she's like, "Oh hey," and then she just, she lays down next to him, and the two of them just stare at each other for a second. <laughs> so then the two of them get up and they have a spot that I wasn't expecting to pop for and be hyped for, but they had a thumb war. Yes. <laughs> I saw this and I was like, I don't know why I'm so excited to see what this is about to happen, but uh, I'm all for it. 
if you've ever seen a thumb war, you've never seen one like this. They the were, way they the way they sold everything in that thumb oh, war was incredible. It was amazing. They were like twisting each other's arms. They had like one at one point like where they where Kylie had her thumb on top of oranges. He was acting like he was in like the worst submission ever. Same with her <laughs> and vice versa. No, neither one of them ever like never broke the thumb hold either. So it was just like I'm like I'm like what I'm like this is my life right now. I'm watching two people thumb war in wrestling and getting excited over it. I'm like this is amazing. You know what I would have liked to see? Whenever they had their thumb down, I would have liked to see their ref just be like, one, two. Yeah, that would have been that would have been funny. I would have liked that a lot, actually. Oh, so moving on, Cassidy eventually gets the edge and breaks up the thumb war, only for her. <laughs> he then, after he breaks up this thumb war, like, like I'm pretty sure like he lets his hand go and he puts her in a, a headlock and throws her over. He gives her a thumbs up and says, uh, if I recall correctly, he's like, you deserve a thumbs up, I'm pretty sure. And then Kylie just jumps and like kind of is like a code breaker to his arm. And at this point, then, the match, like, re- like this is where, like, the match, like, where I said before the tension, like, they're like, this is a real match. This is where, like, it goes to an actual wrestling match. Mm. Kylie is working Orange's arm, and a little fun note here for her character is she starts asking the ref if she he's okay as she works his arm over. <laughs> which is just amazing. Classic. Love it. I think she started cheering for Orange at one point, too, like, getting a chance started for him. Nice. And then eventually, Orange gets uh, the upper hand on her, and he starts working over her back. And, let's see, that includes, like, a, a series of backbreakers. And then, surprisingly, from Orange Cassidy, of all people, submissions. He had her in, like, a camel clutch. He had a modified one where, like, he, like, was had his knees to her back, and he pulled her head back as he, like, got as she was laying flat on the ground. And let me just say this. Kyrie was selling this probably some of the best selling I've ever seen. She sounded like she was in such pain here. But there was a point when Cassidy, like, whipped her into the ropes as hard as he could, and she hit it and fell down and started breathing. I actually thought she was hurt for a second because of how well she was selling this, which it's just – I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is a match. Let's let's go. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is amazing. I never expected this. I was, like, so confused but so hyped for it at the same time. He then started working over her leg, too. Like, he did, like, a dragon screw. He, like – there was a one point where, like, he pulled her knee brace down. And he, like, kicked it. Like, with the heel of his foot. Like, really just, like, nasty stuff for her. And she was, of course, selling this. Like, it was the worst thing in the world. Mm. If I recall correctly, she, like, throws him to the outside. Does, like, a suicide dive to him. They exchange a bit more grapples. Um, there's actually a point in the match where, as I said, they were exchanging grapples. She throws Orange Cassidy into the turnbuckle. And he's exhausted at this point, right? She runs over to him, and Orange Cassidy just falls forward. But because she's selling her legs well, she actually hobbles over, trips over him, and falls into the turnbuckle. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> I was like, that was like on the levels of like when Neville, back when he was Neville and Raw on uh, WWE, sold the, the uh, Red Arrow when his leg was hurt, where he fell out off the top rope and looked like he legitimately hurt himself. Jeez. So now, as I've gushed over this enough, but like, let's go, we'll now go to the finishing sequence. So, she gets, she uh, pulls Orange, Cass- Orange Cassidy, if I recall correctly. All right, who does this? Oh, my God. If I recall correctly, Kylie Ray pulls Orange Cassidy out and does this amazing, it's either Orange Cassidy or Kylie Ray. They do this amazing looking blue thunderbomb, followed by, oh, it is Cassidy, because Cassidy gets to the top rope, and he, like, kind of, you know that thing where he, like, flops onto the person? Yeah. He did that. Where he says he's going to do a 450. And yeah, just... and then he just falls forward. Yeah. He did that. She kicked out. He then... Orange Cassidy went for some orange juice after this, and the two of them had this tug-of-war for it, which ended in uh, Cassidy getting the orange juice, and then Kylie Ray pulling off this amazing super kick, followed by two power bombs, which she tries pinning him, and then as I'm waiting for the third power bomb, she freaking Canadian destroyers him. Absolutely blew my mind. Followed yeah, by... Kylie Ray is insane. Incredible wrestling by two of them. I have to note one thing I haven't said is that this... They were so smooth in this match. Every sequence just looked great. Oh my would god! Would you say? Would you say they were schmoovin'? Exactly. They were schmoovin' and grooving. They were schmoovin'. Oh my god! The finishing sequence is actually pretty clever in the sense that, like, so the two of them are having like a roll-up thing, right? Where like they're like they have like a couple cool roll-up spots that I can't do it justice because I've never really seen a roll-up spots like the one that started this out. But the finish mm-hmm. comes when Kylie does a crucifix to Orange, right? And he kicks out. Okay. She then tries to do it again. And you know that thing where Orange, like, he puts his leg forward. He puts both his opponent's arms behind their back. And then he pins them when their shoulders are pinned. Like, the mousetrap. 
Yes, the mousetrap. He does that to her, and he catches her, and he wins. And the two end with that's the... his. That's his one of his uh, finishing moves. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, the announcers never sold it, so I never actually knew. All I know is the uh, orange, the uh, orange punch, and that's about all I know. Actually, yeah. In the in the indies, he, I don't think he, I don't think he had the orange punch in the indies. He it wasn't it wasn't one of his signatures. He would do it, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like one of his signature moves. His signature move or his finisher move was the mousetrap pin, which is oh. the. Oh, that one pin. more thing I did forget to mention is that Kyrie had a bunch of submissions here where, like, she turned a bunch of, like, a Hurricane Ron, I think, into a crossface. She did that a lot to Orange, and Orange sold it so well. I went over Kylie selling it, but, like, God, Orange sounded like he was in such pain if she had him in this. Mm-hmm. But to wrap this up with a nice little bow, heh, see what I did there? Uh, <laughs> the two of them ended with a nice handshake. Kylie was still hobbling. This match gets an easy mark out for me. Yeah, this match is so good. Amazing. This... To- this match is one of the matches that we were talking about last week where it's, mm-hmm. like, walking the line between comedy and, like, wrestling. Exactly. And this is one of the matches that does it really, really well. It was the thumb It makes you laugh. It makes you hype. It just, it brings you all over the so spectrum good. of emotion, this From match. laughing my you ass feel off to the thumb everything. war to this. Oh, exactly. <laughs> laughing my ass off to the thumb war to literally thinking Kylie Ray is having trouble breathing. This match is a treat. You should watch this. If you're a fan of Orange Cassidy, you will love this. And if you're like me and you like Kylie Ray, you will also love this. It's amazing. You go out of your way and watch this, guys. It's a real treasure to find. And it's on YouTube, too, if you look it up. Woo! I love free matches. Free matches on YouTube are the best ones. Yes. Oh, yeah, they are. Um, I think my last one was... Uh, nice. Tony Storm versus Wesna, by the way, was also free on YouTube. I believe my first match out. is also free on YouTube. Let me look. Yes, it is free on YouTube. Fantastic. So all of the matches we talked about so far... You can go watch for yourself for free on YouTube. Exactly. Go check them out. All right. Hit me with All it. Right. All right. Well, my next match is right off of the YouTube channel of the body guy, All You Go, the karate man, Ethan Page. This match is Ethan Page taking on Johnny Gargano at Ooh. Alpha One Wrestling for the Alpha Male championship i've never heard of this this promotion before which is the best me neither alpha one wrestling was a new one for me uh but this match looked like it was from a long time ago Mm. uh it got uploaded recently but it was definitely from a long time ago yeah uh you can go if you want to watch this match you can go find it on ethan page's youtube channel he uploaded it himself oh that's oh that's nice of him yeah yeah i believe the uh the death squad match i had before was also like a long time it was like 2013 or something like that Mm -hmm. they just uploaded as like their like big like thing to like as like their archive to get you to buy their network if I recall correctly. But anywho, enough about the other matches. Let me get me on to this alpha the uh, alpha male title match. So this alpha male title match between Ethan Page and Johnny Gargano, and of course Ethan Page comes out with his manager being an absolute dickwad. Like of course. he's being the uber heel, and I expected nothing less from All Ego himself. <laughs> uh, and Gargano, you know. Playing the baby face. The baby face is going to win this championship off of the heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, lot, there's a lot of... A lot of... It's... This match is... A stereotypical wrestling match. Like, it's two guys hitting each other with holds, hitting each other with big slams. It's like, if you think about wrestling, mm-hmm. this is it. Ah, uh, okay. Um... Like, there's a lot of them taunting each other. There's a lot of them yelling at each other. There's one point where I think Gargano literally, like, Ethan Page is, like, taking a, is, like, taking a breather because they just had, like, a sequence or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Gargano goes, Ethan, 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 I just want to let you know, I'm going to break your arm. <laughs> <laughs> and, awesome. then that, and then that, that, that prompts Ethan to be like, okay, hold on, I'm going to go stretch outside. Uh, I have 10 seconds on the side of the ring, so I'm going to go do that. I love it. Oh my god! Uh, these two just fight each other. It's a great. It's a good wrestling match. It's a one-on-one fight. Uh, there's some. There's one really particular sequence that I liked a lot, where Ethan Page hits his finisher called the headshot. Okay. Uh, which is like you know how Gargano does the the spear through the ropes. Yeah. It's almost like the same thing. The way Page goes through the ropes, except mm-hmm. instead of a spear, he does like a cutter or like oh. an RKO kind of thing. That's cool. So it's called the headshot. So he does that, and then uh, he does that, and then he gets up, 
Johnny like pops up, hits him with a super kick while Ethan's on his knees, and then Ethan Page gets up, hits Johnny Gargano with a roundhouse, to which Gargano responds with another super kick to Ethan Page, to which Ethan Page responds with like a huge like insiguri. Oh my god! And they and they just both knock each other the hell out. Like it was really cool. Wow. Uh, it was a neat. Uh, it was a neat sequence for sure. Um, uh, I really like this match. It's. High hitting, it's hard hitting, high impact. I almost said high, high hitting, hard impact. <laughs> hard hitting, high impact. Lots of big beefy moves. A lot of slamming. A lot of punching. Uh, stuff like that. It's not a crazy high flying. There's no like crazy spots. It's like there's some cool sequences here and there, but all in all, this is a wrestling match where two guys are just trying to hurt each other. You know, the classic. Yeah. Uh. And this match ends. Uh, when Johnny Gargano gets Page in the Gargano escape, but then mm-hmm. Ethan Page's manager distracts the referee. While the referee is distracted, Page taps out, but the ref didn't see it. Um. Johnny then lets go of Page to get the ref's attention, and when he does, Page hits Gargano with his finisher, gets the one, two, three, and Page wins and retains his championship. Ah, a tale as old as time. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It, I think. Exactly what you said. Tale as old as time. That's my issue with this match. Oh, really? It didn't feel special. It didn't feel like there was anything that really stood. Like, there was that one cool sequence. But other than that, it didn't feel like there was anything that stood out to me as, like, this is sick. It just felt like heel versus typical heel versus face match, you know? Like, the Mm -hmm. face is wrestling, and then the heel is doing his cheaty tactics, cowering on the outside sometimes. Like, sneaking in a win. Yeah. Like, it felt just so textbook. Mm, Heel versus face match. You know, it's like, breaking any boundaries here. It's not going to, Yeah, exactly. It didn't didn't do anything for, like, it was a good match. Like, it was good wrestling, but, like, it was just nothing special about it. There was no flair. There was no spark. It just felt like, all right, yeah, there's a wrestling match between two dudes. Mm. Aw, that's a shame. Yeah, but like like I said, it was decent, it was fun, but uh, because it didn't have that special something, I'm going to have to give this match a meh. Because, uh, like, two two great wrestlers, two awesome performers, that uh, it just, this match just felt basic. Like, it didn't feel like Ethan Page versus Johnny Gargano. It just felt like two guys fighting each other, you know? Yeah, I got you. I don't know. I, I just expected. I guess I just expected more out of these guys. Like they, they're both really good, and I, I kind of wish there was just more to this match. But it just was so basic and generic. Oh, well, at least the match itself. At least it wasn't a, a miss it. Yeah, yeah. I don't say it was a, a miss, miss it. Out. Like if you want to go check it out, definitely go do that. If you like both of these guys, like it's definitely for sure go check it out. But uh, it's just meh. Like meh, like meh tops. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, going into that. Why don't we talk about the match we decided to watch this week, the two of us? So, as you guys know that on this show, what we do is we both review two matches of our own, and we watch one match together. But this week, this one is special, because this match got recommended to us by one of the wrestlers in it. Uh, Gentleman Jervis himself tweeted at us, giving us this match to review against Kevin Martinson. I am very excited about this because I love Jervis, and I'm so excited that he uh, he gave us a match that he says he's very proud of and that he likes a lot, and that well, it's one of his favorite matches that he's been in. Yeah, it was. Uh, it is for the, if I recall correctly, the television title at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, I which we are from now on calling CWFH because that's a mouthful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've turned me on to Jervis quite a bit lately, so I was. God, when I saw that he actually tweeted us, I was like, "Yo, it was like we have, it's like we got yeah, like he, like we, he, he personally recommended this match for us to watch. So, like, how, how could we say no? Exactly. We can't say no to Jervis. Of course, we're gonna review it. Come the on, sweetest gentleman that ever lived. Yeah, uh, the world's sweetest man. Yes. Uh, I'm. I, anyway, let's let's get right into it. Uh, yes. I personally, I really like this match. I enjoyed I, the match as well. Uh, I liked how in the beginning. Everyone was underselling Jervis. Everyone was the announcers were underselling Jervis. Uh, Martinson was underselling Jervis. Oh, him going down the ring and being like, "This guy, 
Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like I like that because it was building. It was built for me. It was building up that like that underdog. Like, oh yes. man, now I want him to win really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. It was it was getting me in that zone, you know. Exactly. And then uh, Martinson comes to the ring, of course, confused. He's like, "Why am I fighting this guy? Come on!" Uh, oh, who Martin said I would say uh, also did a great job in this match, just playing yes. the heel. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he he did wonderfully as well. Uh, the match. Start, can we just, I just want to talk about how the match starts. Oh where my god! Jer- the bell rings. <laughs> the bell rings, and immediately Jervis goes underneath the ring, and everyone's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! What is he getting? Is he getting a weapon, Jervis? No!" And then no. he pulls out a vase full of flowers that he gifts that he gifts to the champion Kevin Martinson. I have to just, point out here. It's, it's not like just a what? Vase. It's like a pot. It's like a big pot of flowers that you see like sitting outside like a gate. It was so ridiculous and out of nowhere that I was just dying of laughter. I was like, "What is this?" It was so good. It was oh, so good. I thought it, it was, was so funny. Hilarious. And then the and then to go here is following this up. So Martinson looks at these flowers, and you hear Jervis go, "Well, they have for you." And he looks at them, and he eats the flowers. He doesn't. He doesn't hit them out of his hand. He doesn't nope. throw them. He doesn't like take them and stomp on them. No, he just he just eats them. He just he bites right into the bouquet of flowers. Jervis takes them, and then I for, I forgot how it ends up happening. But he Martinson gets the flowers back. He's like, "Hold on." He's like, "Put these in the ring." And this man's about to drop like an elbow on these flowers before Jervis accidentally crotches him Jervis, on the ropes, like, trying to slip. stop him. Jervis like <laughs> slips and like n- like knocks him on like knocks oh, into the ropes and makes God. him fall. It was hilarious. I was hoping I was hoping this match was just gonna be like Jervis just like accidentally fumbling himself into a win somehow. Oh, just by like accidentally just like hitting Martinson with moves over and over, which would have oh, been hilarious. But been. what I got I think was better because Jervis showed how athletic he is oh my god smooth as hell both these guys every he was also he was also schmoovin exactly oh my god like i was really watching because this match if you watched our if you listened to our podcast last week i was left yearning for more with jervis after my match with him this match gave me basically what i was looking for i was like yes i'm like jervis is showing his moves and he's doing a damn good job at it yeah uh and i also like i just like how Martinson was also just shutting shutting it down. He was just like he was like everyone shut up. This guy's nothing. I'm still the champion. I'm gonna win. Everyone shut your mouth. Stop cheering for him. Oh, and God, just kept was... shutting him down at every turn. Every turn. The the crowd. It was a, it was a great. It was it was a great. He was playing a great heel, and Jervis yeah. was playing, of course, a great face because how could Jervis ever be a heel? I don't even. I, it's not possible. Oh God, right? Like it's it, it's literally impossible. It's just not unless unless you're talking about the dude that's the opposite of Jervis that he tags with. But maybe oh, we'll Purvis Rottenbelly. Yes, Purvis Rottenbelly. <laughs> oh man, I will say one thing to note here: the crowd's um, way their sh- the the crowd um attitude towards performers really helped. Like when Jervis came in, it was like this is just going back. When he came in, it was like smiles. He shook everyone's hand. Of course, Martinson comes in. The entire crowd turned their back to him and didn't say a word to him. It was. I wish. I've, the... Sorry, go ahead. That. No, I'm just saying. Like I've never seen a crowd do that. And if more crowds start doing that, I would love that. I wish the crowd was more into it during the match, though. Because I feel like true. there was a lot of points where Jervis tried to hype up the crowd, and the crowd was just like, nah. Eh, yeah. <laughs> like, there was points where he was, like, stomping his foot, try, like, trying to get him to be like... Oh, yeah, dude. Like, um, Jervis you know, got stuck whole, in, like... Um, thing. He got stuck in, like, this nasty, like, butterfly mission where, like, Martinson had both his arms pulled back. And Jervis was dying here. And he started stomping his leg, like, you see, like, Dustin Rhodes do on AEW. And the crowd just didn't react to it and i was like jervis is dying out here he's trying his best and i'm like i want him to win so bad i started clapping i was sitting on the computer and i was like <laughs> there was this one other funny part where jervis was in a submission where he there was like one of the flowers still just like lying in the ring and he grabs it and he just like gives it to the camera oh my god another that funnily enough i actually went back to that spot to look martinson saw this fire on the ground just sticks the rose between his teeth like he's like gonna go like tango dancing and then he just spits <laughs> it out and jervis is just <laughs> giving the flower before he just gets taken away oh my God. it's so good it's so this whole match is so good i think both both of the guys in this match did an awesome did job a great job like, uh i really enjoyed it i had a lot of fun watching it like there was like there was like like i said there was like the the big moments of wrestling and then there was like the small comedy moments mm-hmm. here and they're like the flowers Jervis, like, trying to give the flyer to the audience. The, yeah. Him accidentally tripping and knocking Martinson off the top rope. Uh, like, 
It just thought it was fun. It was just fun. It was just a fun, enjoyable match. And but I want to say that toward the end, that double stomp from Martinson that was brutal. I, had to, I yeah. like, I, I like looked away. Like that, that hit, and I was like, ooh. To describe for the folks at home, he basically stuck Jervis between the top and middle rope, like kind of like in a package. He got up to the top, he jumped down, he mule kicked the top of Jervis's head as he came down. It, yeah, right on the back of his neck. Like, that was, whoa, that was rough. It, it was the worst-looking spot. A close second for that was when he threw Jervis into the turnbuckle, and Jervis went to go flip up. And I think he didn't get it entirely, and he just hit and fell. And I remember Ooh. thinking to myself, oh, I'm like, that. They did it again, and he did it fine. But I was like, oh, that hurts. Oh, Jervis, no. Yeah, dude, he took some, he took some, uh, some bumps in this Yeah, match. I have to go through. I have to say, though. For me, even though he lost, it is a testament to Jervis's character that he made me really want him to win. Yeah, this same here. I like the guy. Like he wasn't seen as NK fave for this event. Like apparently, he's just not seen as a threat. But like he did such a good job of just making you want to see him succeed. Yeah, and again, not to take anything away from Kevin Martinson, who also did a fantastic did job. Did great job, absolutely, being a heel. absolutely knocked it out of the park. I, I like how both 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 people had a big part in this match. Jervin uh, really made me want it. Jervis really played a part in making making me want him to win. And Kevin Martinson really played a big part in making me want him to lose. Exactly, like he was complete scumbag to Jervis. It's like, how could you do this to this gentleman? Yeah, uh, it was a little sad when he when he lost child. I remember thinking, I remember going out loud and going like, ah, oh, damn. I was like, I was hoping I'd see Jervis yeah, pull out the win. I was bummed to see Jervis not get the title on this. And this one, by the way, Kevin Martinson wins with his uh, signature the submission hold, the Rat Trap. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's like a sharpshooter. It's like a modified sharpshooter mm-hmm. called the Rat Trap. Yeah, it was after that nasty spot where he stomped on the back of Jervis's head, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. This match, the best way I can put it is, well, it didn't make me pop off as much as it did you. It did the next best thing for me, which is laugh. I was smiling and laughing the whole time of this match. I wasn't bored. I wasn't doing anything else. I was having. I had a great time with this match. I wish. I do wish it was. It was one of. The, it was like one of those matches like earlier, like Tony Storm and um, Wesna. I just wish it was longer. Yeah, like, like, I wanted to see them fight more. Yeah, I remember this match was only like so... this match was only what like ten minutes. Like I wanted Something more. Like that, yeah, and we also had a commercial fight break, forever. So we see the whole like, thing. damn. I remember when he did the rat trap and he just tapped out. I was like, ah, oh, damn. I was like, that's it. I was like, ah, oh, I was hoping for a bit more. Fight like... forever, like dang. Hmm. For I, me, I I'll go first with my grading. I would okay. give this a meh for me because okay, while it didn't make so? me, it didn't make me go like, wow, this is just. Like cream of the crop, like I love this to bits. This match, I have to though, I have to stress, this is not a bad match at all. This is a very fun match, and I would, if you watch it, you will not be disappointed with it. Uh, well, what about you though? I listen, Zach. I gotta give it the mark out. I like it a lot. I I'm a huge mark for Jervis. I love matches like this where it's like a little bit of comedy, a little bit of wrestling. Sure, it was a little short, and I would have liked more. And it it would have been like super duper mark out if it was mm-hmm. longer, and they got more in. But uh, I think it's I think it's uh, still I think it still breaks that line between Matt and Mark out and mm-hmm. gets to that Mark out level for me. So I have to say, Jervis ends up watching this. Thank you for recommending yes. us this match. Yes, I was I was I, you read my mind. I was actually literally about to say the same thing, Jervis. If you are listening to this, uh, thank you for recommending this. We really appreciate it. Uh, we love you here here at hit the here at hit the Bucks Network. You are always welcome. You are one of our favorites. Uh, thank you so much. So after that, uh, Zach. We have one more little segment here before we end the show. Yes, we do. We have the Double Down. Oh, I love this seg- these segments. So, the Double Down is when me and Zach take a quick flashback to last week, and we watch one of each other's matches. I will be watching uh, one of Zach's matches that you had, and he will be watching one of my matches that yes, I had. Uh, and, Zach, you know what? Why don't you take it, take it home first? All right. So, the match that Mikey recommended to me was the Nick Gage versus Ultra Mantis Black in a Yuletide death match at or- the event known as Orange Cassidy's doing something, who knows, whatever. <laughs> whatever. This match was, I will say when, this, when the match got set up, this ring was literally filled with carnage. Like Mikey described, there was literally just barbed wire all over. Just There was like a board full of light bulbs. I was just like, wow, this is going to probably suck for whoever goes through that. By the way, quick note here: I loved Orange Mantis's entrance so much because he basically like a Christmas cultist. And it Orange was Orange Mantis. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Ultra Mantis Black 
looked like a straight up Christmas cultist, and I loved every bit of it. <laughs> like I was just the it was Christmas just cultist. Christmas cultist. I was like, I'm like, it's just, you just took Satan worship, but you combined it with Christmas. He he just has two two full tattoo sleeves that are just Christmas themed. Which and is it's wild. not even like Nightmare on Elm Street Christmas sleeves. It's like a like a Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, Christmas. It's they just like, Christmas. It's just, just straight Christmas. up wholesome, like Santa Claus, like just everything. It's great. I loved it. So the match uh, comes off. The uh, Nick Gage is the champ, or a champ. I know that much because his manager came out with some like scalpel or something. And the mm-hmm. belt himself. To since Mike already went over this, I'll go through the bits for me that stood out for me. There was a nasty spot in this match where Mantis got drop kicked fully into barbed wire, and he yeah, got tangled up with it. Me. And I remember thinking to myself, "Oh God!" Yeah, that one was rough. Combined with the fact that then Gage put it on top of him and then stomped it into him, so he got tangled up like legit, like his leg got caught up in it. And I was like, "Oh no!" I'm like, "No, this is so dangerous." Yeah, that was wild. Uh, the tacks that you mentioned before were nasty, especially the red and gold. The yeah, they were literally in the middle of the ring, so like there were like a bunch of bumps that looked worse than they normally would. Like I think like Ultra Mantis took a yeah backdrop. because they were just they were just spread out like everywhere. everywhere. So like Mantis dropped Mantis took like a backdrop, and I remember thinking to myself, "Oh God, that went into tacks." I'm like, "God, that's bad." And I was like, "That's that's unfortunate." This was basically Mikey summed it up best. This is basically like if you're looking for just a nice death match, you can just sit there and chill out while two dudes kill each other with barbed wire. This is this is the match. for Yeah, you. it's it's one of those matches that's not. It's one of those death matches that's not too cringy to watch. Yeah, like it's, I've it's seen, not like, like when I say cringy, I don't mean like the the internet cringy where it's like, like oh, I mean like I mean like you're gonna like there's some death matches where you're gonna look away because it's, it's like violent. the level of like why where you go to like why on earth would you ever do that to yourself? Yeah, it's like, violent. It is violent. So I will say, as my rating gave me a, I gave it a match because it didn't blow me away as much as I was hope I was not I wasn't sure exactly how it would go, but I'd give it a meh because like I enjoyed it, but like I feel like that there might the, the bar for death matches could be a bit higher yeah i agree side note here by the way just like outside of the match the i wish there was, was more i wish there was more christmas themed that too, uh, death yeah. match stuff there was it was the... just like the board with the ornaments and then the tree and that was yeah cool. and there wasn't like i was hoping like maybe you could have done like a christmas colored kendo stick like you could do maybe do like a la ww and like have like a bunch of christmas boxes around the ring yeah the have like christmas presents with like, like really, crazy weapons like really just go all in with a type of match like this like, have, like, a Christmas present with, like, light tubes in it or something. Exactly. Oh, that would be great, actually. Also, you mentioned the ending, so I had to watch it till the end. MGF literally rolled in trying to ruin the good ending and then ate everyone's finisher and gave the crowd a better ending, which... Yeah. Whoever came up with that idea, my hat's off to you. That is a nice way of ending a pay-per-view mm-hmm. with Orange Cassidy, especially. Very good. But, yeah, I give it a match just because, like, it's, like, it could have gone further. It could have been more, in my opinion. And, like, it I, didn't, like, make me go as much. But it did give me what I wanted, which is a death match. Alright. So now going off from that, I believe the match that I gave you to watch was Mike Bailey versus Volter at Riptide. Yes. This match, I am obsessed with this match. This is one of my favorite... I think this has become one of my favorite wrestling matches just of all time, period. Like, this match is just so, so, so good. Um, You know what it reminds me of? Was it it reminds me of... Uh, if you were, like, playing D&D, it reminds me of, like, a barbarian trying to fight a rogue. Yeah, like, oh, my God! It so feels like accurate. the big, heavy, like, fighter or barbarian fighting just the rogue who's just, like, bouncing around with his high dexterity, just, like, yeah, doing trying whatever. to, like, get a weakness from his opponent so he could chop exactly, him down exactly, to, exactly. like, get him. Oh, my God, that's so true, because Walter just... Oh, that match... Yeah, you tell them. What did you think of the match? I I love this match. This match always makes me pop. This match, I, like I said last week, this match literally makes me cry. Like every time <laughs> I watch it, I just get like I get teary eyed. I get misty eyed whenever I watch this match because it's just that damn good. It just makes you feel so much emotion for Mike Bailey. It makes you feel so much emotion for Walter. Just these two guys absolutely beating the crap out of each other to win this match. Like what they're willing to give to put on the line to just. Get a one, two, three. There's not even a title on the line in this match. I don't think. Like it's it just is, a match. Like it's these not two a just, line. just, these two many. just absolutely beat the crap out of each other, and it's just nutty. Like, ah, uh, I like I love this match so much. Like it's just always gonna be a really, it's always gonna have a really close place in my heart 
Also, I feel really bad for both of these guys' just chests. Because oh, they were probably, like, concave. Oh, <laughs> like, dude, when the match, match was over, they just had, like, a hole in it. Oh, they probably woke up next morning and just like, oh! Like, they really, sitting up they really just woke, like... They really woke up the next morning and had, like, a divot in their chest deep enough to eat cereal <laughs> out of. Like Exactly, like, Mike Bailey's got, like, a Walter handprint, and <laughs> Walter's got, like, a Mike Bailey, like, just foot... Just printing his, in his chest. Yeah, like, the, the these two probably just, like, were just like, yep, put, pour the cereal right in that hole in my chest and just eat breakfast right there. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like. Uh, but just the end of this, the end of this match too, where it's just Walter putting Mike Bailey in the sleeper and Mike just conking done. out, like I'm like done. It just, it just shows like how much they gave this match and how it just like how exhausted they both were and how it was just mm-hmm. like as soon as Walter was able to get a little bit of pressure on that sleeper, Bailey was out. Like it was done. Th- this match was absolutely phenomenal, and I love it to bits. Uh, go watch it, please. Go watch it if you can. I will never stop praising this match. We're, mar- we're on YouTube, on quick. YouTube for free. Obviously, it's a mark out because I'm literally marking out on the podcast in front of you. <laughs> like, ah, uh, watch this match. Yeah, like, please watch this match. Go see it. You like, you you owe it to yourself to watch this match. Oh, it's so good. Ah, uh, well. After that uh, long rant about that awesome match, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. Unfortunately. Yeah. Until next week, right? Until next week, yeah. Yeah. So remember, tune in every Wednesday. Get all the episodes uh, every week. uh, And go leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star review. That really helps us in the first weeks of a growing podcast. We're trying to get our feet off the ground here. It would really, really, really help. We would really appreciate it if you give us those five stars over on iTunes. Um, and and subscribe to the Hit the Books feed, where you will also find uh, my other show, Hit the Books with Ryan Knightsley, where we book SmackDown and Raw every week, and we book pay per views. Uh, we just had our pay per view special for Hit Clash of Champions come out on Sunday, so go check that out when you can. Um, go check out our YouTube, where we post video versions of all of these podcasts that I'm telling you about right now, and go check out the website hcbpod.com where you can find everything and anything you need to know about the Hit the Books Network and all the shows on it, including Independent Waters, including Hit the Books. So go check that out. Um, Zach, anything to plug over there, bud? Uh, nothing, unfortunately. I'm not too big on social media. Uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be here, to be honest. I'm gonna this keep asking you. I'm gonna keep asking you because one week you're gonna have something. One week I will. One week I'll soon you'll have, have something. something. But that. That brings us to the end. I've said all my plugs. I've plugged all the things. I mean, I guess go follow Hit the Books on Twitter at, at Hit the Books Pod, where you can go see all of our wrestling thoughts flow through our heads. Uh, so since that brings us to the end, the last thing I have to say, remember, there is a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. And never stop exploring. <laughs> This has been a Countout Podcast.